welcome. That was like the least enthusiastic welcome ever, but we woke up like an hour ago, so forgive us. We're at the Serial Conversations. <laughs> C is for the way you... No. No, we don't need to do that right now. <laughs> C is for Krispy Kreme, except Krispy Kreme's with a K. Oh, yeah, because we have two it. boxes today. Let's go. I was thinking about on my way, why is it called Krispy Kreme? Like, donuts aren't crispy. Oh, wait. Cause they do crunch. I guess they are crunchy a little bit, but... I don't know. And why is it with a K? The glaze crunches. Yeah, the glaze crunch. K, to appeal to kids. <laughs> Great marketing. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe because their freshness. They're so fresh, glad this right? mic scratched my school computer screen it for did. falling on it for the third time. Yeah, Sophie's been having some difficulties with this <laughs> mic for a few months now. <laughs> but We today, it, though. Today we're going to be talking about some fun stuff. Sophie, what story are you going to be sharing? A spooky one. Ooh. Is that, that is that all you're going to give us? Yeah. Okay. It's a secret. So I'm going to be talking about a cult. So ah! we're not doing our usual murder, kidnapping kind of thing. Culty conversations. Exactly. Thinking of changing the name. Except, I was about to say there's not enough cults, but there's a lot of weird cults. Oh, yeah. For sure. I love it. No, I think I could start one. What would it be? I don't know. I feel like my name would be like Maya. But like, how would you <laughs> spell it? Like M... M A I Y A H A I. That's the worst. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maya. The rest is silent. Awful. What would you practice? I think it'd be like a really nice like community. Oh. A deserty feel. For sure. For sure. For sure in the middle of nowhere. And they would help me, you know, just it's um, not a cold, have a nice farm. Supply our own food. We don't need to rely on anyone else, but I would make them do some funny stuff just for shits and gigs. Kind of like how like sorority people, they're like yeah. the hell week where they make them do embarrassing things. Exactly. Like that but it'd be hell always. life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little it wouldn't awful. be that expensive, just like a, a million or something. Literally. But when you're a cult leader, you make so like you get so much money because you just make everyone like, give me your income. For like, sure. For your personal growth and development, you know? Cheddar, cheddar. Bra, you know? Kra-ka-ka-ska. <laughs> so good. Everyone would have to write a weekly poem about me. <laughs> Perform it in front of everyone in our... We'd probably live in, like, teepees or yurts or something. For sure, for sure. Is that cultural appropriation? Maybe. We don't know, but we call it glamping. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> we put we installed outlets in the floor of oh the earth. yes, um, just can, like sticks and new <laughs> potato with some wires and a light bulb because that's how electricity works. <laughs> School has not failed us, guys. Don't worry, the American education system is thriving. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's we, <laughs> we're just gonna move on. That's why we haven't been here in two months. Yeah, yikes! So all of you guys don't know this because we haven't posted any of our episodes yet. Thank you to all of our team for working so bless hard. the patients um but we haven't been here because sophie's been a stupid head and she's been out of the country <laughs> partying it up in the Ooh. world's best Woo. resort in nepal <laughs> resorting it up in my little tin shack everyone <laughs> so what'd you do in nepal um you need to summarize everything you did in 30 days in three minutes okay uh here we go we uh taught some english we build some stuff 
ate some yummy, spicy food. I wouldn't have made it. Played with kids. Um, People complained a lot, and I got very annoyed by those people, and I was thriving. I went off on my own and did my own thing. (laughs) That's me (laughs) Living my best life. Ever. While everyone was complaining about being cold. Not to target anyone, but... (laughs) <laughs> Not to call anyone out, but you know who you are. You know who you are? You know who you are, and you need to shut your mouth. For real. Okay. People just don't don't know. These fools. Some of these chumps just Sorry, don't know what Chloe, they're doing. Chloe Miller, smash her nose, smash her You can't say last names on here. Shout okay. out to Chloe for uh, going to Nepal <laughs> with me, by the way. Shout out to that little homie G. Okay. <clears throat> What'd you have for breakfast? Um, Krispy Kreme. Because we got, uh, we were supposed to bring Krispy Kreme last week for our teacher and definitely forgot. And he thought we stole his money, but we didn't. That was definitely two weeks ago. I just skipped the past two Fridays. (laughs) That was two, that was two Fridays ago. (laughs) Yikes. He was like, like, can you bring two dozen donuts to school on Friday? I'll give you money. And I was like, sure. And then that Friday I was like, I don't want to go to school. And then the next Friday came and I was like, nah, I don't think I'm going to go to (laughs) school. I'm not really in the mood to go today. So, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I had donuts too, but also had sourdough toast. Ooh, that slaps. I've been eating grape nut cereal. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my round of applause for grape nuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so let's get into our story. So, Sophie, what are you going to be talking about? We're going to talk about little old murder. Okay. (laughs) A little birdie told me, thank you, Clara, about a man. Clara's the person who edits and produces our podcast, by the way, if you were ever talking to her. And you forget. Yes. Because you're a fake fan. A little birdie told me about a man named Jake Bird. (laughs) Get it? That's where there's pictures of birds on the desktop right now. (laughs) Yes. Okay, I respect that. Okay. So, he was uh, 45 years old. His whole life, I guess. <laughs> Dude, so no That's way. how it starts out. I can't wait to be no. 45. Okay, he was 45, and he was born in Louisiana in a location he said he couldn't remember. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> also, where is Louisiana? Like, I legit have no idea. Like, if you showed me a map, I would not be able to point it out. No. If someone asked me if Louisiana was a state, I would still not be sure of myself. I'd say yes, I think. He forgot where he was born. Oh. That's so funny. Uh, by Texas. That's cool. Oh. I did not know that actually at all. I genuinely had it's no on idea the coast. Where it was. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> no. That okay. laugh was really heiny. Sorry guys. Okay. Um so he was a manual labor and a railroad gandy tracker, which I had to look up what that was. <laughs> and I was very interested, and it just means he was a maintenance worker. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like a bougie a way of gandy like tracker. Janitors sanitary workers. Yeah, that's or just garbage grosser. men. They call garbage men sanitary workers. But, like, yeah. it kind of sucks because you're just called garbage your whole life. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, I'm a garbage man. Yeah, but they make bank, don't they? True, because no one wants to do it. Also, they just sit in there now. They have those machines that pick it up for them. I know. Kind of thinking about being a garbage over. man. <laughs> garbage woman. <laughs> um, so, he was a track maintenance worker on a railroad. So, he laid and maintained the tracks. A candy dancer. It sounds kind of like maybe a Christina Aguilera song. Oh, for sure. Girl, the dancer. 
so bad for anyone who's clicked on this. It's like, oh, I'm friends with them. It should be fun. And they're like, ah! Yikes. Okay. I didn't know they were recording music now. So he said that <laughs> working on the railroad kept him moving from place to place. You know. <laughs> you know how The life of a nomad. Are. For sure. Um, so if he's like, it me. <laughs> but he also had an extensive criminal record. Um, Don't we all? Yeah, you know, including burglary, attempted murder. Oh. And he had been incarcerated for a total of 31 years in Michigan, Iowa, and Utah. I'm going to be honest, I don't know what incarcerated means. In jail. Okay, that's what I thought. I just I wanted to be sure. He was burned, incarcerated. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, how? In simon- he was ar- artificially incarcerated. <laughs> <laughs> it means they got him pregnant. You know how it goes. It was like he had to bear children unwillingly in Michigan, <laughs> Iowa, and Utah. <laughs> that was his punishment. <laughs> if you were like person who makes laws, what is that? Congress? I don't know. What would you? If you could just make up Senate? a law, what would, what would you do? Oh, that's hard. Because there's some wacky ones out there. Um. All that I've, I feel like I have to come back to you because I don't know. What would you make yours? <laughs> I don't know. Mm, <laughs> Dude, that's that a, I, we're so boring. <laughs> like if someone went to right now and was like, you have 10 seconds to create a law. Yeah. Don't be like, don't make it like honorable. Make no, it funny. No, for sure, for sure. Um, no one likes it. That <laughs> no I don't have to pay for honor. groceries. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good law. Or food. I was going to say I don't have to pump gas. I could just move to Oregon though. So Yeah, that's also an option. <laughs> Pumping gas is my least favorite thing. Um, really? how about free oil changes? I'm so, I'm supposed to get an oil change today. <laughs> Guess how much it cost me to get an oil change? Two hundred dollars. No, a hundred dollars. But still, it, it costs Glenda every twenty five dollars. Yeah, every three months. Yeah, no, it's literally awful. Every three months, I have to pay a hundred dollars. Freak, this society. Story. So he was born in Louisiana in 1901. Woo! Old person alert. Le VAS. <laughs> Just learned that in French yesterday. It means old age. Sorry I, to all the actual French people who know how to speak French and are I was mad a, for I was going to try to say 1901 in French and I realized I only know. Uh. Dix-neuf. 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 Oh. Oh. <laughs> Definitely wrong. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> he had a troubled life that forced him to leave home at 19. Seeking fortune by riding the rails of America. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> That's a quote. You're like, oh, uh, family drama. Guess I need to take the rails. This is. I don't know who's writing this, but I kind of love it. Definitely not me. Sorry. <laughs> it says, Bird fit the bill as a stereotypical hobo. <laughs> Sneaking into train cars only to hop off once the train reached town. As if he they w- know him personally, they're like, he's a total hobo. <laughs> Someone definitely wrote this, like, in 2009, and this was in, like, 1920. He's a stereotypical dude, you know? <laughs> you know? Hobo. An average show. Um, so it says, he would then trade a day's work for a night's sleep and a warm meal wherever he stopped, only to hop back on another train and start the process again. What's your favorite cold meal? <laughs> cold Cereal. meal? Cereal's the answer. Oh. Duh. <laughs> if you said anything that doesn't start with cereal. If, if it doesn't sound like cereal. You know, just rethink it. Yes. Everything is better warm. Unsubscribe. Except <gasps> warm cereal oatmeal. <laughs> what am I, I'm like, 
warm seal is disgusting. I love oatmeal. I freaking oatmeal. I'm sorry, but I love oatmeal slaps. Oatmeal slaps. Oatmeal is so good. Also, my microwave broke and I haven't been able to have oatmeal in a week. And it's. Why don't you just heat up water on the stove and pour it in? Because I'm not poor. Because you're not hobo Joe Bird. Because <laughs> I'm not your average Sorry, hobo. Jake Bird. <laughs> this episode's about to be three hours long, and I don't know how we're going to cut it down. <clears throat> okay. Um, the city of like, destiny, after all, was a, was a, uh, was the... I don't know this word, because I'm... <laughs> Let me see it. Because I can't read English. <laughs> to, fuck, I'm not even going to read. Are we allowed to say bad words on this? I mean, your choice. <laughs> I look at Clara. Transcontinental? No. Oh, pff, you know what that means. Wait. Oh, terminus? Clara, what's terminus? I'm looking it up already. It is the final point in space and time or an end in eternity. Oh. The end of a railroad. Like a terminal. Or, the British version is the end of a railroad or other transportation route or station. Fun okay. fact terminal. Fun fact! Dude, that's probably Latin. Dude, no, it's probably terminus. I want to learn Latin. I think it'd be so dope, but also a new so alphabet is scary. so unuseful. But then you know all the root words to things. That sounds fun. Unuseful? I meant useless, by the way. Okay. So the terminus of a transcontinental railroad and a fact that coined the term, the city of destiny. That's definitely LA, right? No, that's I not. Tacoma it. was the city that's of destiny. That's definitely where we live. Sorry. <laughs> that's city definitely. City of angels. Sorry. Yeah, they're the city of smog. <laughs> So we're we the don't city need of smog destiny. because we have jewels. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm, my mom asked me what a jewel was the other day, and I was like, "Cause I said something about when she goes, I said, you know the stuff that goes on your wedding rings, the nice big diamond." <laughs> she goes, "That's a gem, idiot." <laughs> and I said, "And I said, fine, it's vape, mom. God, it's just a phase. It's okay. just a phase, mommy." Fast forward to October thirtieth in nineteen forty-seven. Uh, fast forward. That was my fast forward noise. He's 45 <laughs> and was looking for work and came across the home of Bertha Clunt and her <laughs> daughter. <laughs> Anyone whose name Bertha Clunt has whatever's going to happen coming for I actually don't know how to pronounce it. It's K-L-U Clut. Clut? 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 What? Anyway, Bertha, she had a she had it rough from the start. Her last name was Clud, so they just went all out and named her Bertha. <laughs> They're like, anyway. she's birthed uh, Bertha. <laughs> Bertha Clud. <laughs> uh, her daughter, Beverly June. That's cute. That is a cute name. Their house is at 1007 South 21st Street. If anyone oh, wants to visit. I thought we could go. That's like 40 blocks from here. Kind of dope. Might have to freak we should out go at lunch. lunch. <gasps> oh my gosh, we are connected. Yeah. We have the same brain and the same soul. Okay. Good. He entered their home. See, he was looking for work when he came across the home. So what did he do? He hacked them to death with an axe. Did you hear that part? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. He came That's across like the their worst home. way to die. The house is still there, by the way. Yeah. Sometimes I just remember that, like, that's how some people have died, and it literally freaks me out so bad because I'm like, what if they're just average right people? Right here. It could happen to me, and then I'm like, nice. be nice to everyone because yeah, they can hack you to death with an axe. You never know. He was just looking for some work. Average hobo. Exactly. So they screamed during the attack, as they do, alarming the neighbors who proceeded to call the police. Two officers arrived, only to find Bird covered in blood, still holding the axe as he ran from the scene. 
Wait, tell me how he was in jail only for 30 years for hacking someone to death. No, that was before this. Oh, that was before. Oh, okay, good, good, good. For murdering others. I was like, how is that legal? <laughs> I just want to talk to the president real quick. Because well, attempted murder, la, 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 burglary. I mean, you know, the mi- misdemeanors. Minor stuff. No one even cares about that anymore. I don't care if you get your home broken into and everything you love and care burglary? about. Burglary? It's gone. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the police cornered him. He attacked, period. <laughs> One officer was slashed in the hand while the other was stabbed in the shoulder. Despite their injuries, they managed Yikes. to tackle him and handcuff him. Imagine you're like, like have a knife in your shoulder and you're like, okay, let's just finish the job. Like, let's just freaking handcuff him. <laughs> so he was taken to the hospital for his injuries, then delivered in shackles to <laughs> Old City Hall jail Why cells. Why am I thinking of the like things that crazy people have to wear? Not straight shackles. jacket? Straight jacket. <laughs> Definitely not it. Wait, look up the old city hall. Have you seen it? They He's still have there. a hanging room there. <clears throat> is it the fact. one we visited, Claire? Uh, During anything? The one that's haunted? Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> Super I dope. They used to have a, a restaurant in the middle of the jail. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Okay. So, Bird was, had almost convinced the officers that he was innocent. But the fact what? that he, yes, covered in blood, yeah. has stabbed them, and he's like, I did nothing wrong. And then tried to stab the police. You guys, yeah, that's what it's fun, kids. I was helping them out. The axe just fell on their chest I was putting their brains times. back. What do you mean? I found them like this. That's why I'm covered in blood. <laughs> Duh. That's how it works, man. You know it. Oh, gosh. But the fact that he had brain matter splattered on... Will you stop looking at your phone? <laughs> Clara, we need to take that away. Miss Populous over take here. It away from me. Thank you. He had brain matter splattered on his shirt. Finally, convinced the officers that they had their man. He eventually confessed to the <laughs> killing, stating that it was a burglary gone wrong. What? <laughs> this dude's all over the place. You literally come in. You're like, I'm just gonna steal some stuff, make some money, and they're just Let in the just, living room. And he's like, I'm instead a- of running, I'm just gonna murder them. <laughs> the he's like, I'm just gonna come in, steal some jewels. Let me bring my axe. Just in also, case. Also, how does a hobo have an axe on him? How does <laughs> Is he it fit like that? a small axe or like a large? Mm, I don't know. How does he fit that in the, like, pouch? You know, the red pouch like on the stick? Like a situation? Maybe? You know how, like, hobos... Yeah. The knapsack? Yeah. Okay. I have a wedgie. So, his trial came a month later and it lasted three days. <laughs> so, he's convicted of murder in first degree and sentenced to death by hanging. Good for him. A double killing in the city support- was news. Sorry. Go. That's okay. It was news, but uh, would have actually forgotten had. It would have been forgotten, but the story didn't end there. It <gasps> didn't. It only just started. Whoa! <laughs> okay. So, gain headlines. Like, I feel like the donuts make us funnier. Also, the, here's a picture of him. Why does he just. He looks like an average Joe. Exactly. That's what scares me. Like him and Ted Bundy and stuff. I'm like, Same. you have to be creepy and old looking. Please. You have to be That's creepy so and old looking. I'm like, you can't murder someone if, unless you're old. Jake Bird. Okay. With an Is IRD. I want to Don't even think about it. Okay. Where was I? So, um. Okay. So, he confessed. Right. Mm-hmm. He said that he did it because I don't even know why. So after his conviction was announced, he was allowed to make a final statement. He spoke for 20 minutes, what? noting that his request to represent himself had been denied and that his own lawyers were against him. So he was telling everyone, he's like, these guys are working against me. I want to do it by myself. And they said no. 
So then he said, I'm putting the Jake Bird hex on all of you. Any of you who had anything to do with my being punished, mark my words, you will die before I do. What? Yeah, so he said that to everyone in the courtroom, that he put the Jake Bird hex on them. What's hex? Like a spell. (gasps) Harry Potter situation here. Mom, you can turn it off now. Yeah. The hex didn't get much notice until people started dying. After what? his convinci- conviction was announced, he's a lot, oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, so, allegedly six people connected to the trial died. The judge died of a heart attack within a month what? of sentencing him to death. Wait, so, he was sentenced to death. How long did he have? Again. Six months. <gasps> oh? So. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> okay, so the judge had had a heart attack after after a month as did one of the authors officers who took his first confession a police officer who took the second confession died as did the court's chief clerk and one of the prison guards you're kidding then one of his lawyers died on the first anniversary of his sentencing (laughs) jake is powerful yeah what that's insane so like, um, part of me is like it's a coincidence but like a coincidence that seven people that were involved in this case died like hmm, yeah well so during his reprieve he lodged an appeal but a retrial was denied by washington state supreme court he appealed to the federal courts including three petitions to the united states supreme court and they were also designed de- denied excuse me close um while still alive on walla walla's death row he was at the walla walla, walla, walla onion Oh, yeah. State penitentiary. <laughs> um, he confessed to the crime during his years on the rails. <clears throat> he said he had murdered 44 people. You're kidding. No. What? And he got caught by getting caught by axing someone to death? Yeah. You'd think he'd be good enough by now. He just stood in their room after <laughs> he, was he like, axed I guess them. this is the end. I don't know. That's freaking wild. Yeah. Okay, wait. Let me see. So. Um, so his execution was scheduled for January 16th, but he claimed that he committed 44 other murders, and he told the police he's going to help them solve it. (laughs) Um, I can't believe he killed that many people. Yeah, so the governor granted him 60 days. The police and others from other states interviewed him, and 11 murders were uh, solved. So he solved 11 of the 44. There's still that many? Like so, yeah, he was knowledgeable enough about the 33 other murders to be considered a prime suspect. I don't know why, like, they didn't... Bro, after one murder, you go to jail. For 11. Real. There's not a difference between, I hope, in punishment between killing 11 people and 30 people, because it's like... Yeah, but also, like, when he explains all of these, and they're like, oh, 11 of these seem exact, and then the other ones are, like, really close that he was a suspect. You're like, let's like, just uh, assume here. Let's hmm. just round up, okay? If he, like, knows all the information about all these murders across the country when there's, like, no And they cell all happen by railroad? Things, like, hmm, for real. Maybe. Like, he knows all the details of these. <laughs> How would he know that? I know. Crazy. Okay. So, his interviews enabled the police of many states to disclose declare the unsolved murders as solved 
In addition to Washington State murders, he apparently had killed people in Florida, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. I thought you were singing the song. Why are you singing all the Alabama, states? Florida, Iowa. Um, Iowa? It, it's Iowa. No, don't even do it. You do Alaska, it wrong Arizona, every time. Arkansas, California, Colorado. Kansas, no. <laughs> Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Jenna Illinois, skips Illinois, them Indiana. and then adds them all at the end. Yep. That's how it goes. She skips it. At the end, I always skip Pennsylvania and Oregon because they don't go with the flow. And then at the end, she goes Pennsylvania, Oregon, blah blah blah, and like lists them. I'm like, that's the point is alphabetical. I learned it in fourth grade. Okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You looked up a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. So he mostly preyed on Caucasian women, and he dispatched his victims with an axe or a hatchet. (laughs) (laughs) Knock it off. Um, <laughs> it's so hard to know. Yeah, so he just killed a bunch of people. And That's so all. the director of Alliant International University Center for Forensic Studies, woo, wrote about woo! how the bird case challenges stereotypes of serial killers who are mostly thought to be Caucasian male, whereas African American killers typically are associated with urban violence. He wrote, Revelations that. Bur- Jake Bird, a black man, had actually stalked and killed dozens of white women in the 1940s in dozens of states, continues to challenge traditionally held profiles of serial killers. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. He put a hex on... Oh, he then he was hung in the courtroom. The hanging room in Tacoma Courthouse. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though? That There's still, like, 33 insane. murders that he's just the suspect of. Literally insane. Also, he can't remember where he's from in Louisiana, but he can remember all 44 of the murders. Huh. Interesting. Suspicious. <laughs> okay. So, my sister lives in a city, right? The big old city. The Big Apple. Seattle. What's the... Wait, what's the... Name what's of the... Seattle? Yeah. Like, what's know. the... Thing that goes with that? I was going to say code name. What's that called? Why can't I think of that? Like the city of destiny is Tacoma. Right. Like what's the city of? For Seattle. Like city's nickname? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we're just overthinking it. Emerald city. Oh, duh, the Emerald City. It, they should call it Needle City, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For the Space Needle and all the drugs. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Right? Kind of really into that. Okay, so what about your sis? She lives in West Seattle in a suburbia not like really house like apartments by the beach okay see has a beach yeah it's right on the coast dude not the dude, that's not the coast i'm so sorry that's in the middle i was gonna be side. like the beach okay anyway she's by the water-ish quiet little area weird sirens you know We're like it's the city you know city life for sure carrie bradshaw exactly and so we were watching New Girl or something. Of course. Before we watched. I don't remember what we were watching. There. I think Arrested Development. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Um, we're just throwing out some good TV recommendations. We, yeah. We just had they drove by and then my sister went to go to the bathroom and we have like, or she has these like foggy glass doors, oh, you know? I love those. And we like could see the lights through it and mm-hmm. we're like, what is that? So we go upstairs and her roommate, our cousin is standing there and she's like, dude, you guys, this guy that was on the sidewalk was like face down on the sidewalk 
and this guy, she's like, I don't know if this guy was with him or found him, but, like, he wouldn't move, so he called the cops, and there's, like, police and medics, like, this is right across the street, what? like, directly across the oh, apartment. Oh, because the lights flashing, or, like, yeah. the ambulance and the cops. Yeah, and so we, so we're standing on the balcony watching, and they, like, she, so we came a little bit late, but she said, we're, like, five minutes, but they said they were, like, trying to get him to respond, and he wouldn't respond, and, like, wasn't moving, and finally... He, like, moved a little bit, and they, like, rolled him over. And we didn't know if he was just, like, he was, like, out cold. And we didn't know if he's just, like, wasted or if, like, yeah. he, like, had some, like, medical thing. And they, like, sat him up and were, like, looking at the back of his head and, like, examining the back of his head a ton, which is weird because he was on his face. Yeah. So we are like, was he hit, like, by someone? Oh. You know? Because we were like, why, why do they keep looking at his head? And they're like, what? looked like they were, like, touching stuff on the back of his head. And he was, like, just sitting up, and there was, like, all these, like, cops, and pretty much everyone was on their porches, too. Like, everyone was watching. This is at, like, 10 at night. Oh, my and so gosh. They, he, like, finally got him standing up, and he, like, could hardly stand, and his legs were, like, wobbling really weird, and they just, like, walked him down the street. And what? we were, like, where are they walking him to? Because... His house? But, like, my cousin... She was eavesdropping. Yeah. And... They, like, said his address, and it's, like, not even close to where they live. And so we were like, where are these cops walking him to? taking them on a walk so they can have some privacy, maybe? But I then guess. Go to the hospital? Like, I don't also, know. like, why don't they take him to the ambulance? I feel like when you find someone face down, no matter what, like, take them the unresponsive. Them yeah. That's weird. It was really weird. I guess weird. they know what they're doing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, but Thank also. Thank you for sharing your weird Seattle You're welcome. Story. Okay. It was crazy. That was last night, you guys. True crime. True crime right in our backyard. So speaking of that, today I'm going to be talking about the Rajneeshies. Or the Rajneesh, which is the name of the cult leader. But he also has, like, his name is Rajneesh, and then he, like, made a new name when he became this guru, but I cannot pronounce it, so we're just going to keep calling him Rajneesh, because it was, like, just a longer version of it. Okay. But, so basically this is set in Antelope, Oregon, which is, like, a tiny little town the size of a shoebox there was 50 people in the Whoa. town it was literally like like my family dinners yeah no literally like all of your family imagine all your they're probably cousins. all related to exactly they just keep well, getting married it's to each other kind of cowboy town everyone has their cowboy boots because i was watching the wild wild country documentary if you guys want to learn more about the rajneesh cult and everything you can watch it on netflix it's really good and he no i shot my dinner on the ground <laughs> that's so sad I eat and anyway. this dude was talking. He's like, I knew they were from Europe because, like, they had these nice leather shoes and everyone here wears cowboy boots. And I was like... Yeah, where's their cowman shoes? I know. Get out of here. So, basically, it was just, like, a community-based little community. And it's, like, either people in the working class or people were just retired. It was, like, super yeah. chill. Just a bunch of white people living their best life you know. in Oregon. And, basically, what happened is this group which I'll tell you guys more about in a minute, tries to take over the city and, like, tries to literally make their own city in it because they just yeah. have this huge cult. Not too hard. There's only 50 of them. I know. They're like, we can take them over. Like, it'll be easy. Okay, so I have it divided into a couple <laughs> different sections. So how it began is the first one. So my first point is, um, basically, everyone, I got this from two articles. Got one from Wikipedia and one from a different article I don't remember what it was, but if you Google Rajneesh Purnam, which is what they started calling the area that they met in, then, like, their little city, um, just Google it. Some of those articles I used, so <laughs> that is how I say. That's, that's how our site. Sources. 
So basically, Rajneesh taught at the University of Jabalpur, which I'm pronouncing so wrong, but it's fine. So that's in India. He traveled throughout India, okay, spreading his unconventional and controversial ideas about spirituality. Among his teaching was the notion that sex was the first step towards achieving super consciousness. Dude, yes, it is. <laughs> You're like, let's freaking go. <laughs> By That's what they taught me here at like, my oh. high school. I'm like, of course a man came up with that. He's like, how can I get in a cult where I can just get endless women? He's like, mm, enlightenment. He's like, getting this is it enlightening on. you, okay? <laughs> By 1964, he started conducting medic, me, almost put medication, meditation camps and recruiting followers. And two years later, he had to he resigned from his professorship, aka um, he was forced to leave. <laughs> but this just made it sound nicer. <laughs> More fully spreading his spiritual teachings. You guys can't see it, but I'm using lots of quotation marks with my little thingies. <laughs> Yikes. Get me into that medication camp, though, am I right? <laughs> In the process, he became something of a para. <clears throat> para? P-A-R-I-A-H. Pariah. Pariah, that's the word. <laughs> and earned himself the nickname, the sex guru. Love it. <laughs> In 1970, Rajneesh introduced the practice of dynamic meditation, <laughs> which he asserted enables people to experience divinity. <laughs> Literally what you said. Like Kama Sutra stuff? Yeah. So it says, the prospect enlightened young Westerners to come reside at his ashram. There's so many little like Indian <clears throat> yeah. culture things. I'm literally so sorry. I just don't know any of them. And I just like type this up and I don't have to pronounce things in my head because my brain just like buzzes over it. So I don't know what it is. Exactly. In Poon, India. <laughs> Sorry, that's so funny. In Poon, India became Rajneesh's devout disciples called Sinaiasins. We're just going to call them his disciples because I'm not going to say that every time. Yes. In their quest for spiritual enlightenment, Rajneesh's followers took new Indian names, which I put, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Dressed in orange and red clothes and participated in group sessions that sometimes involved both light, both violence and sexual promis- promiscuity. <laughs> I ain't promiscuous, and if this was suspicious, <laughs> boy, that shit is fictitious. I blow kisses. What? So basically, just a little quick fergalicious moment. Um, so they were all red and orange, and I didn't um research it enough to figure out why. But my mom, I remember, told me why. But Claire will look it up for us. But basically, <laughs> my mom grew up in Salem, Oregon, and she had a teacher who was like Rajneesh, and she was like, she was always showing up wearing pink and red all the time. I think it's just because it's just like happy color. Oh, R A J N E E S H. Yeah. Why do they wear red? Yeah. Because it's flattering on I guess so. their I feel sex like everyone gun. looks good with red, though. <clears throat> yeah. By the late 1970s. Of course this happened in the 70s. It was a weird uh, time. Love it, The six-acre ashram was so overcrowded that Rajneesh shot, sought... Why can I literally not talk? Not sure. Sought a new site to relocate to. However, his movement have become so controversial. No way. That the local government threw up various roadblocks to make things difficult for him. Aww. When your sex group doesn't have enough Ah, They just want to get it on, okay? Know, like, Feel enlightened. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't that why we're all here, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> we're 
All right. Um, tensions came to a head in 1980 when a Hindu fundamentalist attempted to assassinate Rajneesh. So really Whoa. went dark. Why did they wear the colors, Claire? Described by himself, the color symbolizes sunrise of the inner world. It symbolizes the sunrise of the inner world. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, (laughs) let me. I just need to like read over this really fast. Okay. Facing ongoing pressure from government authorities and traditional religious groups, in 1981, Rajneesh flew to the United States with 2,000 of his disciples, settling on a 100-square-mile ranch in central Oregon, which he named Rancho Rajneesh. Oh, that's cute. There, Rajneesh and his followers started building their own city called Rajneesh Purnam. They literally just got there and they're like, this is our place. Our city. Rajneesh Purnam. We might not be citizens here, but we're just going to start a city. I'm like... Can't Prop, start props a city. to you guys. You can't start a city within another city, but I mean, good job for trying, you know? Um, dis- disapproving neighbors contacted local officials. They just, like, yell across the street. Like, it's <laughs> so small. I'm like, they had to contact each other? Local officials in an attempt to close down Rajneesh Burnham, asserting that it violated Oregon's land use laws, but the Rajneesh was victorious in court, and they continued to expand <laughs> their commune. I'm like, how did they win in court? <laughs> Literally sound insane. Like, so, what's your group about? And he's like, well. And then the judge is like, yeah, He goes, goes, we're going to sign up. (laughs) For real. We need some life in this town. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, Oregon's been so boring lately. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. The city of Antelope, Oregon. The city of Antelope, Oregon became a focal point of conflict. It was the nearest town to the ranch because the ranch was just kind of a ranch. It was just no. open land. Yeah, nowhere. And had a population of under 60. Like I said, initially Rajneesh's followers had produced only a small number of lots in Antelope, but after the dispute with a thousand friends of Oregon, an environmentalist group, Antelope denied the followers a business permit for their mail order operation <laughs> and moved, and more of the followers moved into town. So basically, they wanted to live on the ranch, but he was like, no, you have to move into town, which doesn't even make <laughs> sense, but whatever. And in April 1982, Antelope held a vote to disincorporate itself. <laughs> it's like, I'm out of here. To prevent itself from being taken over. By this time, there was enough Rajneeshi residents to defeat the measure. So basically, they just outnumbered them. <laughs> Pretty much. I know, with a town it's that small. It's not hard. I know. Right? That's like two classrooms here. Right? That's insane. Yeah. It's so weird how they're just like a small town of people just living, and you just all of a sudden see people in red, like, flooding into your city, and you're like, Terrifying. The awakening. I feel like even in Tacoma, people would be weirded out, and we have, like, what, 100,000 people or something? I'm like, with 50, it's like... I think there's 200,000. Like, two, right? 217,000? Okay, well, then I don't know basic math. (laughs) Wait, let's see. I know. 213,000. I was super close, though. Round up, baby. Uh, let's see. There are other disease measure. In May 1982, the residents of the Rancho Rajneesh commune, <laughs> I think that's so funny, <laughs> voted to incorporate the separate city of Rajneesh on the ranch apart from, or from the ranch, apart from the control of antelope and land use questions. There were other disputes. The commune leadership took an aggressive stance on many issues and initiated litigation against various groups and individuals. 
<laughs> like, how? <laughs> I wonder if these people are, like, still live, like, some of them still live there, though. Oh, I wonder. Because the 70s, And they're from 40 India, years a ton of people, they just, like, when it stopped happening, did they fly back home, or did they just, like, yeah. chill there? This is, like, less than 40 years ago. I know. That's so weird. If these people were, like, in their 20s. I know. It's freaking... Crazy. And, like, Dude, not every... These, like, you see these grandmas wearing red dresses. <laughs> and, like, not every Rajneesh follower lived, like, on the commune. Right. Like, a lot of people lived in, like, Portland or Salem and then would, like, go to Antelope because it's, like, an hour away or something for, like, meetings that's and stuff. Wild. But then didn't live there because they had their own life. Right, right. It's, like, that's crazy. We're going camping, you know. I'm just sleeping over at Billy's house again. <laughs> well, why are you... Why are you wearing that outfit? You know what this reminds me of? There's this guy in my dance cardio class, and he's probably like 70 years old, Asian. He wears these round glasses. So cute. He's balding. And he, he wears like, he'll wear red basketball shorts and a red tank top. We love. Or like the same color than last time. He's color wearing blocking. red. Yeah. I respect. Adorable. And he wears like chains. Like big gold <laughs> chains like He's probably flexing. like six of them like thick chains <laughs> with like a gold cross on it and you have to twerk in the class and he'll be like giggling and like twerking and like looking at all of us it's so funny <laughs> oh he's my favorite that's literally anyway hilarious. probably rajneesh <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's so happy i mean do you hear about dude this? that's why he's so good at twerking he's very enlightened <laughs> so the next section is crimes and bad stuff as tensions between the commune and local government community increase, Rajneesh and his followers soon turn to more drastic measures to achieve their ends. Because I guess separating yourself from the city you live in isn't drastic enough. Including murder, wiretapping, voter fraud, arson, and a mass salmonella poisoning <laughs> in 1984 that affected more than 700 people. He's like... <laughs> He's like, how do we hurt these people? Let's feed them all cookie dough and hope they all get salmonella. <laughs> like, why salmonella? I just want to know. He's like, I want to get more people into our group. Poison them? <laughs> like, what? I know. Like, violent, um, like, acts of food poisoning. Right. That's what they need. Literally awful. Then they want to become enlightened. So, after several of his commune leaders fled to avoid prosecution for their crimes... They were like, I'm out of here. This was fun while it lasted. In 1985, police arrested Rajneesh, who was him, who was himself attempting to flee the United States to escape charges of immigration fraud. During his subsequent trial, Rajneesh <laughs> pleaded guilty to his immigration charges, realizing that a plea bargain was the only way he'd be allowed to return to India. There were rumors of the National Guard being called in to arrest Rajneesh. At the same time, the commune was embroiled in rage of legal disputes. Oregon attorney, David, I don't feel like saying his full name. Ugh, Dave. We'll just keep his, his, him a secret. Darn Daves, am I right? Uh, <laughs> I was like, his name's David, not Dave for a second. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. Maintain the city was essentially an arm of a religious organization and that its incorporation thus violated the principle of separation of church and state. All right. Yeah. A thousand friends of Oregon claimed the city violated state land use laws. In 1983, a lawsuit was filed by state of Oregon to invalidate the city's incorporation. Many attempts to expand the city were further legally blocked, promoting followers to attempt to build an early antelope, which was pre briefly named Rajneesh, Rajneesh Ranch. When sufficient Old members Rancho. of when sufficient members of Rajneesh's registered to vote, they won a re 
fund them. They were, so basically, there was enough of them to vote that they just like voted themselves in because yeah. they all became citizens at the same time. So life hack, guys. Just <laughs> if you want to start your own state or anything, just get lots of friends. Vote. That's the hard part. Exactly. Let's see. The Rajneesh Purnam residents believe that the wider Oregonian <laughs> community was both bigoted and suffered from religious intolerance. Is that the like issue? Our sex guru group. Yeah, that's okay. it. They're racist. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you still like Indian people, is that it? And they're like, no. It's no, there's thousands of you <laughs> and 50 of us. <laughs> like, we don't like this. Like, <laughs> We're not uncomfortable by your physical appearance, except for the fact that you're all wearing warm colors. It makes me... It's just weird vibes, man. Weird vibes. Oh, sorry. Um, I feel like I like move over so I can have eye contact with Sophie, and then I'm definitely not talking to Mike. Let's see. Religious intolerance. You look through these. Rajneesh's followers had made peaceful overtures to the local community when they first arrived in Oregon. As Rajneesh Purnam grew in size, heightened tension led certain fundamentalist Christian church leaders to denounce Rajneesh, the commune, and his leaders. Petitions were circulated and aimed at ridding the state of the previous menace. Yikes. Letters to state newspapers reveled the Rajneesh's... I don't know why we can't... I think it's... Is it? No, it's reveled. To stay... I'll just say it again. Petitions were circulated aimed at ridding the state of the previous menace. Letters to the state reveled the Rajneesh. He's one of them likening Rajneesh Purnam to another Sodom and Gomorrah. So, if y'all aren't um, biblically educated, Sodom and Gomorrah is basically like a Bible story where there's like this crazy town that's like just full of sinners and everyone's just having sex with each other all the time. So it's like uh, Vegas in the Bible. <laughs> so it's basically just, just kind of picture um, trash and tacky and stupid. That's kind of what it's getting at. So they were comparing it to that, which is a pretty big leap. Um, Rajneesh himself did not speak in the public during this period. He straight up was just like, mm, no. Like, can't dig myself into a hole if I don't talk. Uh, during this period until October 1984, gave a few, he gave a few interviews. His secretary and chief spokesperson, Sheila Silverman, became for practical purposes the leader of the commune. I mean, makes sense. He literally wasn't talking. <laughs> she did little to diffuse the conflict, employing a crude, caustic, and defensive speaking style that I feel stupid because so many of these words I just don't know. Exa- exacerbated. Is that it? <laughs> that sounds sturdy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the speaking style that caused hostilities and attracted media attention. <laughs> On September 14th, 1985, Sheila and 15 to 20 other top officials abruptly left Rajneesh Purnam. The following week, Rajneesh convened press conferences and publicly accused Sheila and her team of having committed crimes within and outside the commune. The subsequent criminal investigation, the largest in Oregon history, confirmed that a secretive group had unbeknownst to both government officials. Okay, so back to that. And I have, I'm just giving like a brief overview and then at the end I'm going to drop in some more knowledge just so you get a little more. Um, let me find where I couldn't find that word to say and then I know where I am. The following week, Rajneesh convened press conferences and publicly accused Sheila and her team of having committed crimes within and outside the commune. Committed crimes? They're just a cult. 
Why would they ever do that? What do you mean? <laughs> the subsequent criminal investigation, the largest in Oregon history, confirmed that a secretive group had, unbeknownst to both government officials and early Rajneesh Purnam residents, engaged in a variety of criminal activities, including the attempted murder of Rajneesh's physician. Why do I feel like he was like, you need to join my cult? And he was like, no. And he was like, why was the, the why would they kill the physician? It's like, I don't know. Stupid. They're cult? like, you're using your brain and you're using knowledge and you're not following your spirituality. And I <laughs> That's don't... the physician. Exactly. You just need to let go. No, dude, I'm throwing up everywhere. <laughs> just let it, just let it happen. Just that's fa- the, let your inner sunset that's, set. Yeah, that's the evil coming out, the toxins. <laughs> just freely let it out and <laughs> you will be free. Oh, wiretapping, bugging within the commune and within Rajneesh's home, poisonings of two public officials, and arson are some oh, of the crimes. Well, I thought they just, like, ate cereal and conversed. So now... That's what we do in our cult. <laughs> <laughs> On to legacy. What if we called our fan, like, our cult? Kind of good. The cereal cult? <laughs> we'll have to think about it. <laughs> you know. After pleading guilty, Rajneesh returned to India where he found the member... Or, nope. Found the number of his followers had significantly decreased. Dude, I left my commune, and then I moved to a different country. Why aren't they all still following me? I'm like, Because mm. it's the 70s. I know. Everyone was all on all those drugs. In the coming months, he searched unsuccessfully for a place to reestablish his commune. He was denied entry into numerous countries before returning again to India. So he was at India, and he was like, I want to keep going. And India was like, literally, no, you're insane. Tried to go to other countries. They're like, you're literally insane as well. Came back home. Just like. <coughs> During the next few years, he continued to teach and renamed himself Osho, but his health began to decline. Probably that physician that he almost murdered. Uh. On January 19, 1990, he died of heart failure at one of his few remaining communes in Pune, India. So, where are you from, Pune? You know. <laughs> Following his death, the commune was renamed the Osho Institute and then later the Osho International Meditation Resort which is currently estimated to attract 200,000 visitors a year. Can we go? Absolutely Micro not. Microterm. It's a study <laughs> trip. <laughs> Service and study tour. Osho's followers <laughs> were also continue to spread his beliefs from one of the 100 Osho medicals or meditation centers that they have opened major cities across the globe. He literally still has followers. How old is this man? He's Oh, he died. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm not quite to the end. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> okay, it said, why did all this stuff get made after him and he legit poisoned people? Like, I don't understand how people were in this cult. Blows my freaking mind. Also, like Dave mentioned, like the homeless people part, they would drive around Oregon and find, like, homeless people and make, and, like, would make them join the cult. Because they're like, we have food and water and all this. Yeah, and, and a made place join to it. stay. Yeah. I would join if I was homeless. If I was homeless, I freaking join, too. So that's how they got so many people to vote. Yeah. Too. So. That's smart, though. I know. And then Dennis R. Washington's Washington Construction purchased the Big Muddy Ranch from the state in 1991. Washington attempted to run the ranch for profit and also unsuccessfully negotiated with the state to turn it into a state park. I've personally been there, and it's nothing interesting. Like, it can't be a state park. It's just, like, deserty. But in 1996, Washington donated the ranch to Young Life, a Christian youth organization since 1999. Young Life has operated a summer camp there, which um, is Canyon and Creekside, which is where I've been. That's spooky. Why? Later as I the Washington like Family Ranch. The Big Muddy Airport is also located there. I don't like that there's a kid's <laughs> camp there. 
Well, it's for teens. But they Sorry, made it. I'll teen, show you pictures sorry, of Sorry, a tween camp? A tween <laughs> camp only. I literally just closed your computer. But it's so pretty there. But I'm like, at least they turn it to something positive. But it's like such a weird location. It's legit the longest drive to get there ever. Because it's just an hour of just, like, after you obviously take the freeway and stuff, of just, like, being on back roads in the desert. Dang. I will show you what it looks like now. That's crazy that your mom's teacher. I know. That's what I thought. I was like. Um, no, thanks. Okay, so this is what it looks like. It is really pretty. Oh, I've seen pictures mm-hmm. of that. All over Instagram. But it is a really fun place. But, like, this is legit where they had, like, houses and stuff for, like, I think these are the original buildings, if I'm not wrong. No. These are, no, thank you. They might not be the original thing. I might have just pulled that out of my butt. But I lost my mom. She knows any Raj niche. <laughs> Little niches. But it is really pretty, like, to go hike up up here and stuff like that. Like, we did some nights, but. It's freaking crazy, but that is yeah. the Rajneesh cult. There are probably some out there still, though. No, there has to be. I mean, obviously, That's there's followers the in India still. all the camp workers. <laughs> They're like, you think, you what think are you're the, going to What Christian are the camp? staff shirts' colors? I don't remember. It was, like, <laughs> it was not red. Blue? <laughs> They're like, black only. <laughs> They're like, we are not associated. No one at camp can wear red. Right. But that's all for my story. Dang, well... Thanks again for listening, guys. We got to go to class. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for (laughs) smashing that like button. Please rate this five stars. Smash it. That's why my phone shattered, because I smashed that like button. I genuinely forget my phone shattered. It's not even shattered. It's just cracked.